This week we will discuss the first chief rabbi of the modern state of Israel, Rav Yitzchak Isaac Halevi Herzog. Rav Herzog was born in Lomsh in Poland in 1888. His father was well known as a Rav, as a Tamit Chacham, and not long afterwards, after the birth of Rav Yitzchak Herzog, his father moved to Leeds to become the Rav of Leeds. His father himself wrote Svarim and was recognized as a Tamit Chacham. He taught Rav Herzog, the young Yitzchak Isaac Halevi, at home, and it seems that he never went to yeshiva. The famous Tamit Chacham Rav Herzog was a student primarily of his father and seemingly a great autodidactic person. We know little about his actual growth in learning except for the fact that he received smicha from the Ridvaz of, of who lived in Sfat. And we know from later years that he was recognized as major Gadol, as a major Tamid Chacham, and we can see it so evidently from Svarim that, are left behi- that were left behind, and Svarim that were printed, and Svarim that are still being printed as there are institutes that deal with the writings of Rav Herzog. When his father became the Rav of Leeds in London, so Rav Herzog learned English and continued his secular learning in different universities. He wound up in the university, in London University, where he received a doctorate for his doctorate thesis on the study of Tcheles. This work shows the erudition of Rav Herzog in many different fields. He had to understand, of course, the world of halacha, but as well as the world of science, various sciences, in order to really discuss the concepts of marine biology and tcheles. He was known, Rav Herzog, not just for being a major Tamit Chacham, but also was well-versed in many different areas of the world. He became a Rav in Ireland. He had two different positions until eventually he became the chief rabbi of Ireland. He was in Ireland altogether 20 years from 1916 until 1936. His name and his fame were so well known, in 1935 or so, he was a candidate to be the chief rabbi of Tel Aviv. There was a, an election to, for the chief rabbi of Tel Aviv, and, and as an interesting piece of history, there were three candidates. Rabbi Herzog, who at that time in 1935 was 47 years old. Rav Salavechik of Boston, who at that time was around 32. And Rav Amiel, who was considerably older than both of them. Rav Amiel won the election and became chief rabbi of Tel Aviv. And Rav Herzog returned to his home in Ireland, Rav Salavechik returned to his home in America. But the next year, when Rav Cook passed away in that year, in 1935, the position of chief rabbi of Eretz Yisrael was offered 
to Rav Herzog. He had been known as a Mizrahi leader, as a Tzioni. He was offered the position, and he came to Eretz Yisrael in 1936 and served as chief rabbi of Israel from 1936 on, through the time of the establishment of the state, until his Petira in 1959. During the years that he was chief rabbi, he exercised much diplomacy, dealt with many people, made many trips, and of course was very active in trying to save Jews and bring them to Israel in so many different ways. His son, Chaim, who became the president of Israel later, wrote a book about his own life, and he there wrote that his father was obviously a genius in many different areas, but he was rather unworldly. And he credits his mother, the daughter of Rav Shmuel Hyman, Hillman, of Hillman, Rav Shmuel Hillman, as being the one who took care of the day-to-day affairs of their life. Rav Herzog was apparently brilliant in many different areas and a, a person of wit and repartee and diplomacy, but he did not seem to be that involved in the Havayot Olam in day-to-day life, and his mother, Mrs. Herzog, took care of the affairs of the family. Chaim Herzog wrote there that his father had tremendous wit, and some of the words of wisdom that he said became famous. He, they said there how he went to a, a certain occasion where he sat next to a priest, one of the famous priests of the time, sat with him, and they served ham, and of course Rav Herzog would not touch it. And this clergyman turned to Rav Herzog and said to him, Rabbi Herzog, when will you eat this dish? And Rav Herzog's response apparently was, I'll eat it at your wedding, when you invite me to your wedding. The uh, various statements of Rav Herzog were quoted as showing his tact, his diplomacy, and his quick wit. He was famous for his courage during World War II especially. On one of his trips to America to intervene and to try to save Jews, he was sort of stranded in America because they said it was dangerous to travel by boat through the ocean as there were mines planted in many places. Rav Herzog insisted that he returned to Israel. As chief rabbi, he felt that people needed him, and he said it was worth the danger to come back to Eretz Israel. And it's very well known that when he came back, the state, the, at that time, the land of Israel, the people of Israel, the people of Palestine at the time, were very concerned about their own safety. The German army had gone through Egypt, Rommel, was prepared with a tremendous amount of tanks to come, and it seemed that he was going to invade Palestine. And Rav Herzog made a mass meeting in what today what we call the area where Hechel Shlomo is, the center of Yerushalayim, King George, at the top. And he had a mass rally in the street, and he made his famous declaration, 
Churban Shlishi Lo Yihyeh. He said, if you study Tanakh, you'll see where there is prophecy about the destruction, another destruction, but there will never be a third destruction. And Rav Herzog guaranteed that the safety of the land of Israel will be ensured. When he became chief rabbi, one of the interesting things that he did was he wanted people to know and understand that although he has many responsibilities in terms of an, a position which is, in a sense, somewhat bureaucratic, he also was the Rav Av Bezdin, he was the head of the Bezdin, but he wanted to show that people continue learning at all times. He had a group in his house that met once a week, which was basically a group of Gedolei Yisrael, the greatest scholars of Yushalayim, used to gather to speak and learn Torah in his house once a week. This has been written up in certain biographies and certain books about Rav Herzog and the Times, but I was told about this Vad, the Pilpul Torah, this group that came to the Torah from, from my father, who lived in America and came to Israel one summer to visit. He called Rav Herzog and asked Rav Herzog if it would be convenient for my father to call upon Rav Herzog and visit him. And Rav Herzog suggested that he come, I don't remember exactly, but I would guess it was around 10 o'clock on a Friday morning. My father came and to his surprise, he wasn't the only person that came there. Rav Zevin was there, Rav Tzvi Pesach Frank, and others who were known as the biggest Hamricham of and they sat down to learn Torah, to discuss Torah. My father thought that uh, he wanted to have a private meeting with Rav Herzog, and Rav Herzog indeed told him, yes, you'll stay afterwards, we'll continue after the group of learning, we'll stay and we'll have our private meeting. During that meeting, my father said he was somewhat intimidated by the Gedolei Yisrael who were all taking part in this conversation. It was like a free-for-all of learning that he was very hesitant to say something. Finally, somewhere he thought he had a comment that would be appropriate and he made a certain comment and he said that people looked at him in surprise and Rav Herzog smiled. After the, the group was over, Rav Herzog went to his library and gave my father one of his svarim that he had printed and he inscribed it as a memory of not only of the visit, but of the visit to the Schug Lepilpola Torah, where the people sat, as I said, Gedolei Yisrael sat and discussed Torah. Rav Herzog's Sfarim were written and printed in his life, but certain Sfarim were printed later and are still being worked on. One of the main Sfarim that he printed was the two volumes set in English, called The Main Institutions of Jewish Law, which is a work of jurisprudence and to show in within English framework, in an English language, the actually what the book is called, The Main Institutions of Jewish Law. Halachic principles are expla- explained and defined in these two volumes. One of the first Sfarim that was actually printed in, in Hebrew in Lambdis was a sefer called Torah Sa'ohel. Torah Sa'ohel is printed, the first edition says, Shiurim Amasecha Sanhedrin. Different Shiurim on the Gemara Sanhedrin. 
When you read the book and you look at the book, you see on top of the first page, Shior Aleph. And you see that Shior Aleph goes on and then there are tangents from it and there are new tangents that, that, and it seems to be one flow. So you skip 50, 60 pages and you look to see and you see something continues and you look on the top of the page, Shior Aleph. Then you begin to wonder, so you open up another 50 pages and it's still Shior Aleph. The entire Sefer, Torah Sa'ol, was comprised of one shiur. It was an extended shiur. Many different issues were raised. Many side issues were raised. Many things were clarified. But nevertheless, this was looked at as one flow of Torah from the beginning until the end. And it's one shiur. In the new edition, as the Sefer has been reprinted, I believe it was one of my friends, Rabbi Emanuel Warhaftig, who edited the Sefer and made it somehow more user-friendly. The idea of the Shi'ur Aleph, of one Shi'ur of the, of the Sefer, was something that was very captivating to me, but it really did make it a little difficult to use. Now that we have it in a different format, which is broken into topics where there, is, uh, there are more indices and more available more accessible for our use, it becomes a more uh, user-friendly safer, but somehow you lose this feeling, look at one shiur and how it just continued. The other svarim, and I said some of them were printed before, while Rav Herzeg was still alive, and some svarim have been worked upon and edited later. Rav Herzeg had plans to develop Medinat HaAlacha, to develop a country based on halacha. And therefore, he had to write and really try to clarify principles upon which a modern state of Israel can be based according to halacha. And one of the books, for example, is Hachuka, a constitution of Jewish, of Jewish law within the state of Israel. He also wrote about institutions of courts, of, for example, how we would deal with um, Yerusha today. This week's parsha happens to be the law of the, and the story of Benos Slavchad, where daughters do not inherit. In the modern world, it seems almost inconceivable that daughters do not inherit. Rav Herzog wrote a major treatise on the situation today and how he would have a proposal that daughters and sons should inherit together. As I said, these svarim are have been worked upon fairly recently and are still being worked upon. There are volumes of chuvos of his responsa. Some of these responsa were printed in his life and some have been printed later. His legacy in terms of svarim is quite large and, as I said, continues to grow. His legacy in other areas is known not necessarily because of the yeshivas that he began or the yeshivas in which he learned, but in his own family. And as we know, the name Herzog, his children have become part and parcel of Israeli society, the Israeli world, one son becoming one of the most important diplomats in the state of Israel, Yaakov Herzog, who himself was a scholar, who himself was offered to be the chief rabbi of other communities, who represented Israel so well in the debate against Toynbee in, in Canada. The other son, of course, 
became the president of Israel, and his descendants still occupy important roles in the government, important roles in the state of Israel. Rav Herzog was nifter on this week, Yud Tes Tammuz, in 1959, when he was 71. His Svarim and his family are the legacy that he left for all times.